In this episode, we continue our new series entitled For the People in the Back, which aims to talk about the aspect of sitting in the back row spiritually. Dr. Justin Hillhouse resumes this series by speaking on the common person from 1 Corinthians 1, 25-29. He explains that God sees in us what man cannot see, how God chose us even though many of us are not wise, and why God chose to do that and what it means for us. Now let's hear from Justin Hillhouse as he shares his insights. Hey, uh, if you have your copy of God's Word, please open it up, turn it on. We are going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and we're going to look in verses 25 through 29, and we're going to focus specifically on one verse, and that will be verse 26. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 25, and then uh, we'll read all the way through 29. As you turn there... We started last week a new series simply called For the Guys, For the People in the Back Row. And this series is not about the position that you sit in while you are in church. And trust me, this past Easter, we had a lot of people in the back row. You know what I mean? Are you all with me on that? Okay, we had the Creasters uh, uh, show up. And that's great. We're glad that they were here. Uh, As a matter of fact, just real quick, we had a great weekend Uh, This past weekend from Thursday to Sunday, get this, over 7,000 people showed up between Thursday and Sunday for our Monday-Thursday service, our Good Friday service, services Saturday and Sunday. That's awesome. Um, Just over the weekend, we had over from Sunday or Saturday evening all the way uh, through Sunday at our 1230 service, um, we had uh, close... To 55, well, over 5,500 people show up just for Easter weekend service, which is huge, right? I mean, that's great. And we know that people showing up uh, here on Easter is great, and we love to see them here. Some people are visiting family, but some people, they just, they just kind of show up um, just during that Easter time. And a lot of them, they do sit back there in the back row. But we're not talking necessarily about people that go that show up and sit down in the back row just in church because the reality is we all sit in the back row in some aspect of our lives there are times in our lives and places in our lives where we lead out where we sit in the front where we lead out and show people what to do it could be family it could be business it could be a hobby that you might have and then there are times in our lives when we kind of take more of a back seat And we just kind of want to sit back, we want to observe, maybe we don't want to participate for one reason or another. And so last week we talked a little bit about David and how he was the youngest child of his family and yet he eventually became king of Israel. And so just kind of as we begin today, we're going to have some time of discussion, but I kind of want to get the discussion started today. So I have two questions as we begin today. And the first question is this, what song do you feel the absolute urge to sing along with when you hear it? What song that comes on the radio that begins to play and you just got to sing with it? Because he lives, okay. Amazing grace. Okay, amazing grace. You guys are spiritual. Mine is a Ario Speedwagons. It's time for me to fly. That's a great song. It's time for me to fly. 
It's time for me to fly. Y'all know that song? It's time for me to fly. It's time for me to fly. Love that song. Come on. Thank you. Yes, I'm here all week. What else? Let your wife do the singing. Yeah. What else? What, what other song? Anybody? It's a small world. Y'all, it's a small world? <laughs> I'd like to hear you sing that. In the midnight hour? <laughs> Are you going to have a heart attack? <laughs> Call 911. What else? Anybody else? What are you laughing at back there, Bambico? That's Rex's theme song. Oh. <laughs> Man, Rex, you were getting picked on today. <laughs> what a what other song? What other song? Vienna. What? Vienna? Okay, Vienna. Dixieland Delight. Dixieland Delight. What else? Y'all only listen to talk radio in here? Is that it? Anybody else? Who does the who does who sings that? Charlie Daniels, that's right. How about the who? Who are you? Oh yeah. Who are you? Okay, what who else? Something like that. They sing it a lot better. Baba Ram? Okay. Yep. Yeah, I haven't heard that in forever. I'm gonna to have to start Spotifying these. What? I can only imagine. Okay. Famous Moses. Famous Moses. Amos Moses. I'm sorry. Yeah. What else? Anybody? Else? Yeah. Yeah, I like that song too. I love that song. Anybody else? On the road again. There you go, little Willie Nelson. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. That is the ultimate right there. All right. So, in your opinion, all right, what is something that everyone looks stupid doing? Singing in the car. <laughs> yeah, singing in the car. Yeah, everyone looks stupid doing it. Like there's no good way of doing it. Sneezing? Yawning? What else? Wearing a mask? In the car with the window up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did you know that uh, uh, Apple just sent out an update yesterday, like late last night or you know, Sunday night or whatever, and uh, the new update has you can do uh, your unlock your phone, you know, with your face, and you can do it with a mask on now. And I'm like, dude, you guys are like two years too late on that. But... Um, Anyway, you can do that now. So, what else? Anybody else? You look stupid. Everyone looks stupid doing it. Huh? Adjusting your cup at the home plate. Adjusting the cup at the home plate. How about trying to get away from a bee that's trying to get you? Trying to get away from a bee that is trying to get you. Yes, that's true. What else? Anything else? Dancing 
<laughs> the dance you do when you go through a, I don't dance when I go through a spider web. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who else? What else? Stumbling. Stumbling? Do you laugh at people when they fall? You don't? Yeah, yeah, you do. Trip when you're going up the stairs. Anything else you can think of? Um, you know, at some point in time, we all look foolish doing something, okay? Doing something. We, we just, and you, and you can't help it, whether you sneeze, whether you yawn, whether you're walking up the stairs, you trip, uh, you're, you you know, you got the bee coming after you and you're going like this or you walk through spiderweb. We, at some point in time, we all look foolish. And unfortunately, sometimes we look foolish in front of the crowd, right? And sometimes when that happens, you just kind of want to sink back in, into the back and you want to become a wallflower uh, at that point in time. In other words, you don't want anyone to kind of remember it or see, uh, uh, or, or see what happened in Let's, uh, let's just kind of be honest uh, for a minute. There are people out there today, and it could even be you just secretly, quietly, that at some point in time, okay, you wanted to be famous, okay? At some point in time, you might have wanted to be famous. I know my son right now, is, he's growing up. He wants to play football, and, uh, football like in the NFL, and he always says, man, I want to be a famous football player. That's what I really, really, really want to do. I, want, I just want to play football. And uh, you talk to some of these teenagers nowadays, and there are careers of people just being famous for no other reason than just being famous. You know, you have these guys called YouTube influencers, right? And they've made a life out of just being on YouTube. They have no special talent, but they are famous just for being famous. You know, think of Kim Kardashian. I have no clue what she's done in her life, right? But for some reason, she's famous, okay? And everybody wants to know what she's doing right now. And I have no clue why. There's that kid on YouTube, right? And what does he do? All he does is he opens up presents, right? That's like his job. And he gets paid millions to be filmed opening up presents and then playing with the toy, that he got and he's been sponsored for millions there are a ton of people out there on youtube that are like that then you have people on facebook you have people on twitter you have people on instagram and snapchat and all they want to do is see how many followers they can get and how many people they can influence and there are people out there that man they just so desire to be famous and as i was kind of thinking about this my mind kind of went to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25 through 29. I went there and I read it, and it says this. It says, For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential. Not many were of noble birth. 
But God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. He chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. Now, I only have one thought today, and so all God's men said, and here's the thought, is that God sees in you what man cannot see. God sees in you what man cannot see. If you look there in verse 26, it says this, and this is what really jumped out, because this, this passage is famous, right? People quote this passage all the time. I've quoted it in sermons multiple times, but... Verse 26, everybody focuses on 27, 28, and 29, okay? But verse 26 is actually kind of humbling because it says this, Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential. And not many of you were of noble birth. All of us here in this room are just simply common dudes trying to get through this life, are we not? Nobody in here is famous. Nobody in here is famous. If you died right now, only probably us here in this room, okay, your family, we, we might cry. We might cry. But the rest of the world... They don't care. People beyond this campus, they, they wouldn't care. Uh, not many of you in here, if anyone in here is considered a genius. Now, there are some really smart people. There are some very, very smart people in here. But no one in here is considered a genius, probably, I'm guessing. If you are a genius, come see me. I want to meet you. There are some of you in here, there's some of you that think you're geniuses, but you're not, you know what I mean. But then there are some of us here that we are, uh, you know, you go through your family history and I always love it. People, oh, I've been going through my, my history, you know, I did that Ancestry.com or that 23andMe or whatever. You know, I come from royal lineage, you know, and here's my crest and all this, that, the other. And what are you, you're like, so like, where's your castle, you know? That's great that you came from royal lineage, but does that mean anything here today? The answer is, is no. Does anybody really care? Honestly, no. We are all common. We all, really, when you look at it, if a plane was to hit this building right now and we were all consumed in fire and we, we, were all die, we all died right here together right now, we, we'd make the news for like two minutes, but we wouldn't mention, they wouldn't mention our names. They wouldn't say, well, so-and-so died, and so-and-so died. They, they, just, they just glaze right over it. Because no one in here has that popularity or comes from that. Our employers would replace us tomorrow. And that's kind of humbling, is it not? Because we want to think, and sometimes we do think that the world revolves around us. And the reality is, gentlemen, it does not. The world could really care less about us 
You know why? Because we are so small. We are so insignificant compared to everybody else. There was a story about a Chicago bank that once asked for a letter of recommendation for a young Bostonian man that was considered for employment. And so the Boston Investment House sent a recommendation letter that could not say enough about this young man. They wrote this, his father was a Cabot, his mother was a Lowell, and further back was a happy blend of, Stalin, uh, of Peabody's and Saltonstall's. And other Boston family, families were listed in this letter. His recommendation was given without hesitation. Several days later, the Chicago bank sent a letter saying that the information su supplied was altogether inadequate. The note and the letter read this, we are not contemplating using this young man for breeding purposes. We just want him to work. And that's the reality. It is a great answer, isn't it? We're not using this guy to breed. We just want this guy to come to work and make us a lot of money. That's all we really want. And here is the great news. And this is such good news is that the God of the universe has chosen dudes like us to go out there and to give the message of Jesus Christ. God has not turned to great orators. God has not turned to great speakers. God has not turned to the smartest people in this world. He hasn't turned to the famous people of this world. He has turned to guys like you and guys like me. And he has chosen to use us to send his message out into the world. The God of the universe, who could use anybody, chose to use common guys like us. And isn't that so great? I love, I'm like, why is verse 26 in there? Because it is like, I feel great about myself after reading that because I am everything I, well, actually, I'm, yes, I am everything that the world does not want. I'm not famous. I'm not smart. I don't have any connections. I am basically nothing. And the world says, we can't use you. Let's move on. And God looks at us and says, that's the guy I want to use. That's the guy I need. That's the guy I want to go out there and I want to send my message through that guy. Men, we are the men that God wants to use in our world of influence. He sees something in us that no man on this earth sees. He wants to use you. He wants to use me. He wants to use the common man to send his message out to the world. Why in the world would God want to do that? All the disciples, they were fishermen, they were tax collectors. One guy was a doctor. Okay? But think about it. Peter, a young, loudmouth fisherman. And he's famous. Because of he chose to follow Jesus Christ. 
If you look back in the Old Testament, who did God use? He used shepherds. He used murderers. He used uh, farmers. God used a lot. Get this. God used a lot of men in their, uh, in, in their golden years. Look at Caleb. He didn't take his mountain until he was 80 years old. Look at Moses. God didn't call Moses to be used until he was 80 years old. For those of you guys that are in your golden years right now, you're in your prime to be used by God. Are you with me on that? Some of you guys are saying, well, it's time for me to retire and kind of sit back in the back row. And God's going, "Uh uh-uh. I brought you this far in life just to warm you up, to get you ready to be used. This is the most influential time of your life if you're in your golden years right now. This is the most influential time in your kids, in your grandkids. Man, this is your time to step up to the plate, if anything. Not sit back and relax, but begin to get moving for the kingdom and the cause of Jesus Christ. You know why? Because God wants to use men like us that nobody knows. And that's how He has always done it. He wants to use the small things, the little things, the foolish things to do great and awesome and mighty things. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. For more information about Cottonwood Creek Church, visit cottonwoodcreek.org. And we hope you come back to listen to future episodes of Men's Bible Study.